the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week, we talked about the horrific sadness of the Holocaust. It was a tragedy. This week, though, we look at the celebration of the state of Israel. So let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you, Lord, that even in our depths, we see your light. And Lord, we just pray that if there are people struggling today, who hear my voice, that they'll be encouraged and they'll have hope because you are faithful, Lord. And even though you allow difficult things to happen to us, you are there for us. So we bless you, we praise you and honor you, and we pray, Lord, that you will anoint this time that we have together. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So today's the beginning of the fourth week of counting the Omer. If you didn't get your devotional, your 50-day devotional booklet, you can still get them. It's a little late, but you can still get them. Or you can go to our website, shureshdavid.org, and find it under resources. Or you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. Before we get started today, let me mention that I always your financial support is a blessing to us. Um, it's something we need in terms of staying on the pro on the radio, and so we just depend on your generosity and also that you can hear my messages at heartofmessiah.org. And we are still collecting for the Ukraine as they are still in a mess, right? So we've uh, given forty thousand dollars, as many of you know. Uh, to the Messianic movement in the Ukraine. We're hoping for 50. Uh, For some reason, people have stopped giving. Maybe they've given as much as they can, but we could really use your help to get to the $50,000 mark. Uh, If I can answer any questions about uh, the Lord or or Scripture or something, feel free to uh, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So, counting the Omer, our purpose, drawing closer to the Lord. And we do this as uh, obedient disciples to his word. And we should expect our faith level to rise. I pray that uh, you will have a copy of this. But if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. You, As I mentioned, uh, you can get it still. But join with me if you have it there as we count the Omer. 
ברוך אתה אדני אלוהינו מלך העולם, אשר קידשנו במצוותיו, וציוונו על ספרה האומר. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the fourth week, and day 22, I have counted the Omer. Wow, it's going quick, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. So the theme for today is love and pray for your enemies. Yep. Matthew 5. 43 and 44, you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And Leviticus 19, 17 and 18, you are not to hate your brother in your heart. Instead, you're to firmly rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You're not to take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am Adonai. The thought today, Yeshua is not quoting the Hebrew Scriptures here, but the Pharisaical misinterpretation. Nowhere in Scripture does it say to hate your enemy. God is love, and we need to learn to live in God's love, 1 John 4, 8. Our battles are in the spiritual realm, right? Not the physical. We see that in Ephesians 6.12. So we're taught in the Philippians 4, verse 6, that we should not be anxious, but by prayer and thanksgiving make our requests known to God. And I pray that you had a wonderful national day of prayer on Thursday. Amen. And that we'll continue praying, right? Our challenge today is our first reaction when we feel attacked, especially verbally, is to defend ourselves and attack back. Challenge yourself to not respond quickly or negatively. Try to go through the following thought process. Was it intentional? Is it more important to be right or show love? Apologize for any possible thing that you might have done wrong. Or may your goal be peace as much as it depends on you. And number five, forgive, showing love in all situations is a tremendous challenge. Our prayer, Lord, I need your supernatural strength to fight my natural reactions in order to respond in a way that gives you the glory. Let me love at all times. Well, the past two weeks, you know, we've talked about the Holocaust. Even with this terribly horrific time in history, we still have hope because God has been faithful to give the Jewish people the land of Israel, which we celebrate today, Israel's 74th birthday. Amen. You might have seen darkness in your life, but have hope. God will be faithful to you. And you will celebrate the light that he has brought into your life. So before we talk about the state of Israel and its history, I wanted to share with you some scriptures that show the prophetic importance of Israel and Jerusalem. Uh, You know, and that will help kind of frame our discussion. So we'll start with Zechariah 2, 14 through 16. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I'm coming and I will live among you. It is a declaration of Adonai. So 
look at this. God is saying he's going to live among us. And then it says, in that day, many nations will join themselves to Adonai, and they will be my people, and I will dwell among you. They will know that Adonai Tzavod has sent me to you. Adonai will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land and will once again choose Jerusalem. Wow. That, there's a lot to unpack there, but in, in, in short, I would say, um, be happy, Israel. God's going to live among you. The people from other nations are going to join you, and God will once again choose Jerusalem. These are three amazing things that God is saying in his word, and we can see the possibility of these things happening even now. Moreover, it says in Zechariah 12.3, In that day I will make Jerusalem a massive stone for all the people. All who try to lift it will be cut to pieces. Nevertheless, all the nations of the earth will be gathered together against her. Well, you know, God is is not going to mess around with people who are trying to hurt Israel. And I understand Israel can be in a massive stone to the world. And I, I just pray against this, this situation. Even though it's God's word, it says all the nations of the earth will be gathered against Israel. And wow, I hope I never see that day. Joel 4, For behold, in those days at that time when I restored Judah and Jerusalem from exile, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will enter into the judgment with them there on behalf of my people, even my inheritance, Israel, whom they scattered among the nations, and they divided up my land. So God is saying, don't, don't again, mess with Israel. There's going to be judgment for those who have tried to divide God's land. And God's land, uh, you know, is Israel, and he gave it to the Jews. They're caretakers of it, and they don't own it. It's God's. Zechariah 12, 9 and 10, it'll happen in that day. I'll seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication when they will look toward me, whom they have Wow, this is amazing, isn't it? These scriptures, they'll mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and grieve bitterly for him as one who grieves for a firstborn. Wow. Zechariah 14, 3 and 4, Then Adonai will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. In that day, his feet, will stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies in the east of Jerusalem. And the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a huge valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. Look, when Yeshua returns, it's not going to be to New York, and it's not going to be to London or Russia or China or any, but it's Jerusalem. Amen? Zechariah 14, 16, 17, Then all the survivors from all the nations that attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king Adonai Tzavod and celebrate Sukkot. 
Furthermore, if any of the nations on earth do not go up uh, to Jerusalem to worship the king Adonai Sivaok, they will have no rain. Again, God is showing us the importance of Jerusalem, and he's certainly clear about the land of Israel in the future. You know, God's story is about the Jewish people and the land he has given them. How would it be possible to think that Jews no longer have a right to the land of Israel? In fact, God has promised them way more land than they currently have. You know, in Genesis 15, 18, it's parts of modern-day Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Iran, and Lebanon. Whoa. (laughs) I don't think anybody's going to like that one, will they? Besides the scriptural and prophetic reasons for the Jews to possess Israel, there's also a historical reason, you know, a secular look at why Israel should remain a Jewish country. And it has to do with the history. So how long have the Jews been in Israel, and when did the Arabs claim Israel, right? Let's do a short history of the land of Israel. Will you join me with this? Okay. So BCE means before the common era, or we could just say before Yeshua. And it's let's start out with Abraham, because he's the father of the nation, or that's how we call him. Uh, that was 2,000 years before Yeshua. And he was in the land of Israel, right? And uh, Moses... 1,500 years um, before Yeshua, and he certainly, after traveling for 40 years, uh, Joshua actually led them into the promised land. But then we see that in a 1,000 years before Yeshua, uh, the capital of Jerusalem, um, Jerusalem was made capital by, by King David, right? In 930, there were divided kingdoms of Judah and Israel. And in uh, 586, that's 586 years before Yeshua, Jerusalem and the first temple were destroyed. Most Jews were exiled to Babylon, not all, but most. But in 538 to 515, the temple was rebuilt. Now, at 332... We know that it was conquered by Alexander the Great, and they had this Hellenistic rule, and we learned about the Maccabees, not really through Scripture so much, but uh, we know that they were there, they revolted, they won, the temple was rededicated. But that time period was really a time period where God did not speak, so to speak, uh, until we get to the time of Yeshua which is the CE, which is Common Era. And in 70 AD, this is after Yeshua, obviously, because uh, we don't know exactly when he died, though many people say they do, but assuming he died in 33, um, in 70, there was a Jewish revolt, and the Second Temple was destroyed. And the last stand, you might have heard it, it was, it's called Masada. It's a, like a mountain right off the Dead Sea. And, and so that's where the last stand was. And that's where many got killed. But um, 
from 132 to 136, so 100 and so years after Yeshua, Bar Kokhba, uh, he rebelled against Rome. He led a, a rebellion of the Jews. And in fact, Simon Bar Kokhba um, was known uh, a little bit as the Messiah for a short time because Rabbi Akiva, uh, who was one of the wisest and oldest and most respected Israeli rabbis, thought that this man was the Messiah. And he nicknamed him Bar Kokhba, which means son of star. And it alludes to a verse in Numbers 24:17. there shall come a star out of Jacob. This star is understood to refer to the Messiah. But obviously, we know, and everybody pretty much knows, that Rabbi Akiva was not correct. So Bar Kokhba did not turn out to be the Messiah. And later on, the rabbis wrote that his real name was Bar Kosiva, which means son of a lie, uh, highlighting the fact that he was not the Messiah. So let's go back to the uh, timeline of Israel. And we see that 600s, in the 600s, um, there's the Byzantine rule. Uh, and at 636 to 1099, the Arabs ruled the land of Israel. And that's when the Dome of the Rock was built uh, in 691 and on the site by of the first and second temple. So, I mean, let's, let's be serious about this. Um, they built it on the site of the temple. From a historical point of view, Islam originated in the early 7th century, as I just mentioned and began in the Arabian Peninsula in Mecca. And so they didn't really come into the land until then. And Muhammad, its founder, lived from 570 to 632. So it is clear, I hope, that the people of Israel were in Israel 2,600 years before Islam, and certainly... Uh, there in the time where where the nomads were living, you know, they, they were sharing the land, so to speak. But but it was Israel's and given by God. So we going back to the timeline of Israel, we have 1091 to 1291, the Crusaders' domination. Uh, and then from 1291 to 516, Mameluk rule. And from 517 to 1917, Ottoman rule, which was the Turkish Empire. But there were always Jewish people in this land. But even though they were in diaspora, which means they were out into the four corners of the earth, and, and we know that was God's plan anyway, because we see it in Scripture. So it's not a surprise that even though there were people, Jewish people still in the land, the majority of people went into different countries. But in 1982, there was what is called the first Aliyah. And what that means is, Aliyah means to go up, and it's the word used 
to leave the country and go back to Israel. And so this is when the first, it's, it's like a large-scale immigration. And then the first one was mainly from Russia. Uh, and then in 1897, there was the first Zionist Congress convened by Theodor Herzl in Basel, Switzerland. Now, Theodor Herzl is referred to as the spiritual father of the state of Israel. And William Heckler, who we'll probably talk about next week, who is, believe it or not, an Anglican clergyman, friend, mentor, and legitimizer of Herzl's vision and calling, he is considered the father of Christian Zionism. Did you know that? You'll have to come back next week to hear more about that. So in the 20th century, and this is where we got to take a little time to figure out some of this stuff. In 1909, the first kibbutz, it's in Dagnia, um, and, and first modern Jewish city was, was, came about. That was in 1909, and that first city was Tel Aviv. Now, in 1917, of course, right after the war, the First World War, British controlled that area. And the British foreign minister, Balfour, he pledged to the Jewish people that they could have a national homeland in Palestine. And in 1922, Britain granted a mandate for Palestine by the League of Nations. And what they did was Transjordan set up on three-quarters of the area that was promised to the Jews. Now, that later became Jordan. But my point is that the land that was promised to the Jewish people, three-quarters of it, was given so that Jordan would become a nation. And they, it left them one quarter of that land, and I would say at least half of that one quarter was mostly desert. But let's keep going here. So at 19, in 1925, Hebrew University opened in Jerusalem. And in 1929, uh, we see that Jewish immigration was severely limited by something called the British White Paper, and I'm not going to go into it. Just, just It kept Jewish people from coming into Israel. But the next thing we see here is World War II and the Holocaust. And we went over the Holocaust the last couple of weeks. So this was 1939 to 1945. After the Holocaust and after World War II in 1947, the UN proposes to establish two states. Remember, in that one, that small one quarter of land, they were, they want to redivide it again, right? And they're going to give half to the Jews, half of the one quarter, and half to the Arabs. Guess what? The Arabs refused. The Jews would have been left with, as I said, a half of a quarter of what they were promised. But they said, we'll deal with it. Okay. But the Arabs said no. But in 1948, Israel became a nation through the UN. And on May 14th and on the 15th, 
five Arab states invaded Israel. Wow. We're going to start there next week. We thank you so much for being here with me and listening. And and consider a financial gift, but especially for Ukraine. And uh, certainly that's my heart to see Ukraine get more money from us. So feel free, call our office, 813-831-5673. Love for you to invite us out and teach at your church. We'd love for you to come visit at our services Friday night or Saturday morning. Look at our website for times and locations. We have different locations. we just love for you to join us and bring your Jewish friends. Amen? I pray right now that all those who are listening to my voice will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.